0: Yep, fresh <laughs> off of uh, Fourth of July weekend.
1: <laughs> wow! Did you see any humans or talk to anyone in that time? Or just or are you just finding your voice now?
0: Um, did I see a human? I went to <laughs> Wendy's, uh, oh, so I guess I had a brief interaction though. with yeah. the Wendy's worker. But I also got a Popeyes chicken sandwich. Oh, so wow. that happened. The hype. Oh, I've had many. Uh-oh. It's very—they're very good, I think. So, although I don't like pickles, so I usually get it without that. But whatever. Um, I don't know. Did you do anything exciting?
1: I honored the holiday by watching one of uh, America's great films, Independence Day. Um, that's a long-honored tradition in my heart of hearts. So, we put up the projection screen, and I I forced Rob to watch it for now. His you know, third time in a row, I got it every year. So I found it to be a hugely successful weekend. Yeah, it was. It was a wonderful little <laughs> two-hour moment. I have there.
0: still never seen that movie. Oh, Is it's Will just, Smith.
1: Yeah, it's Will Smith and um and uh, Jeff Goldblum. And I mean, I mean, it's like a honestly, it holds up well. Like that's something everyone I force to watch actually says. It's like, huh. This actually isn't, like, bad to watch. I think it's, like, pretty on par with Jurassic Park, I'd say. Like, honestly. I think it does a lot of cool things.
0: I watched both Terminator and Terminator 2 within the past (laughs) week. And I feel like those are all movies that are in, like, a similar grouping. So, yeah. You know. Fun. I don't
1: know why why you haven't bothered that. I've given you so many opportunities to watch it. (laughs) Truly. And... I I mean, you even texted me about watching some sort of submarine like monster movie. Like I don't, why not? Oh watch yeah, the abyss. That's good, you know.
0: You know, <laughs> just it's do just it for once. yeah. I don't it, like there. I just it just hasn't. Uh, <sighs> I mean the the ideal situation I feel like would have been when we did the Will Smith episode, but yeah. I for whatever reason decided <laughs> to watch like more obscure <laughs> titles. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Okay, well, <laughs> anyways,
1: you'll always have next year, so.
0: Truly, yeah, I mean, <laughs> provided that we're all still alive at that point. <laughs> um, We do have a review, though, so that's good oh, news.
1: Good. Someone uh, use their it's, holiday time wisely.
0: So it's either it... Me, 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 or it meme meme. So, hmm, (laughs) who knows what that is. But five stars, funny and smart. They said, love, love, love listening to these two nerd out on all things pop culture. They're smart, funny, and have obvious chemistry. Well worth the listen. Oh, wow. So.
1: You heard I heard it here first. Nice. Yeah. I, We're both smart
0: and intelligent.
1: I bristled at the nerd out, but you know what? That's my own bias. I have to check and, like, really that internalized sort of fear of being a nerd. I just have to unravel. But you know what? That is yep. what we do.
0: That And that is crazy because I think you would be a, like, you are nerdy, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not my fault a soci- that society has trained me to be wary of that of that term you know like i i've had such fear of that all my life that is just internalized at this point okay. wait
0: okay let's unpack this why <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: nerd is just like that's what you call the losers in school like
0: that's what oh my gosh know,
1: like that's you grow up watching like what's that movie with the girl who's not cool until she takes her glasses off she's all that. princess
0: diaries <laughs> yeah.
1: either one man that's what i grew up hearing so i think it's just a you know there's just those those trigger words and <laughs> i'm just like, i mean oh, you no, do you have know, glasses so yeah. i've got <clears> to <throat> take them off more gotta really see my <laughs> full potential
0: <laughs> i got contacts in high school and haven't gone back yeah. so you know
1: yeah no i i wore contacts predominantly through I mean, I wear them pretty regularly until I'd say I got married and gave up, so... (laughs) My apologies to Rob. I just uh, roll out of bed and put the glasses on, so
0: that's where we are. Embarrassing. Well, Uh, more nerdy all the time, I see. If you're listening to this, you should also leave us a review if you haven't, because it's great and helps us rise up the Apple podcast ratings or whatever, (laughs) so more people can find us. Uh, Also, You can follow us on social media. We're at PSURong, over on Instagram, over on Twitter. We have an email account, Mm -hmm. which is psurong at gmail.com. You can send us an email if you so choose. Yeah. Shall we get into the news of the week, Shelby?
1: Oh, yeah. I feel like, um, you know, there's been some some dust-ups here and there. But something that stood out to me was... uh, You know, in the midst of a global pandemic that's seen people evicted from homes and losing jobs, uh, Kanye decided to, in the first news story of the week, celebrate his wife's accomplishments. So good for him. He uh, tweeted out his pride that she has become a billionaire. (laughs) So he did it with a couple of photo of some vegetables. I don't know. I don't know the connection there. Maybe it's some sort of inside joke. But he was very congratulatory of his wife's uh, success, except um, Forbes immediately was like, uh, "FYI, Kim Kardashian is not a billionaire technically yet." Like, and Forbes
0: <laughs> is really coming for these Kardashians. What like, did they do not to them?
1: Today. So, I, Kim Kardashian, the reason she would have reached her billionaire status is because, like Kylie with her lip kits, Kim sold part of her. Uh, KKW beauty line to uh, the cosmetics comp to Cody, which is the same company that bought Kylie Jenner. So they're all keeping it in the family. Um, she sold a 20% stake in it, but and so in the mathematics of that deal, if it had been that she kept the whole 80%, then she would have been a billionaire, but the 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 little fine point Forbes narrowed in on is that Chris Jenner still owns eight percent of the business. So, so Kim Kardashian is worth a cool nine hundred million or there's about, um, but she wasn't able to cross that billionaire threshold. So uh,
0: thoughts.
1: Well, prayers, maybe if she sells prayers.
0: Skims, she yeah. can you know pop pop a <laughs> little bit. There's
1: hope for her yet. Yeah.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, I feel like we can't talk about Kanye without talking about his (laughs) announcement that he is running for president in Mm -hmm. 2020. He released a tweet that said, we must now realize the promise of America by trusting God, unifying our vision, and building our future. I am running for president of the United (laughs) States. Hashtag 2020 vision. Mm -hmm. And I think that... I mean, who knows what he is thinking when he tweets this? Like, is he joking? Is he serious? What does he think happens? But I felt like the internet as a whole took this more seriously than, you know, they needed to. They're like, what? what? 2020? It's already crazy enough. We don't need Kanye West running for president. It's like, I don't know if any of you have ever looked into running for president, but you can't just like tweet about it and then have it happen you have to like file all this paperwork you have to have certain amounts of like signatures also there's a little thing called the primaries that have been going on that kanye has not been doing at all so he would not be allowed on ballots in most states he'd have to be like a do a write-in campaign so it's just like okay no this is not gonna happen um when I feel like the obvious equivalent to this would be like when Donald Trump ran for president and because he was also a public figure in reality star. But obviously he launched his campaign long before this in the timeline. He did all the paperwork. You know, he was doing campaign stops and had a website and videos and all kinds of stuff. like, no, Kanye is not running for president. Like whatever (laughs) this tweet is, who knows? But we can all like very easily delete this from our mind. Do not care about it. One bit.
1: I hope so, man. I mean, it is sort of like, what more can 2020 throw at us? So I understand the knee-jerk reaction to panic, but I agree. It seems like a lot of work that Kanye just historically uh, might not be able to pull off, especially in the limited time frame he's given himself. But it does make you wonder, like, why his family all, like, retweeted and shared the hashtag and, <laughs> and liked it and, you know, showed their love for his dreams and passions and visions. Um, so I'm just, I'm just waiting to see what happens.
0: <laughs> I mean, it will be entertaining no matter what, no, no, I'm no. sure. It will be
1: horrifying if he does in any state get on the ballot in any way so i i hope it doesn't come to that i hope he just moves on to something else
0: i mean he'd have to be running like as a third party candidate of some variety Mm -hmm. uh like and i mean i don't know the only ballots i've ever seen are michigan ballots because that's where I live but it's not like there's 600 people on the presidential ballot right. you know there's like eight that you can choose from yeah. and they're all affiliated with different parties so as far as I know he's not affiliated with any party as of now so right. it's like
1: but, how know, would that even still happen wrote in Harambe on 2016 so. oh yeah <laughs>
0: well people wrote can write in whatever they want but that doesn't mean that everybody that they write in is running for president but, yeah. you know <laughs> You yeah. can write in Jeff Goldblum, but that did not mean that he ran for president. You just decided yeah. to write that in.
1: Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, we'll just see what this year has in store. Stay
0: tuned. <laughs> we'll keep <laughs> yeah. you posted.
1: Yeah. Um. In a stranger story, I really, I didn't know if I was going to share this, but it's honestly too delightful for me not to. It's very, 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 very niche. But um, my sister shared this post of this famous Instagrammer who's like sort of the, you know, she lives in a van with her dogs and like she's granola. Oh, and yeah. She camps. And so she's yes. very like earthy, that sort of lifestyle uh guru. And she has like three hundred K followers. And I haven't followed her, but my sister who's very into, you know, nature or camping, whatever, <laughs> does. And so she shared this post that she made this last week, which um featured <laughs> It's just such a wild story. So it it opens with this dramatic line. It's a notes app, you know, a notes app, apolo- a notes app oh.
0: statement. Oh, it's an apology. Okay.
1: Well, yeah. So the notes app starts without any context. It just, the caption is, please swipe to read. And it starts with, several days ago, a stranger sent me a message on this app. It simply said, do you have nightmares because you know you did it? And then she tells this story, um, and I feel really bad laughing. Everyone who knows me knows that I am an animal lover. I'm a dog lover. I've talked at length about how it would be very hard for me to lose Lupe in any sort of post-apocalyptic situation.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but
1: the story is that this woman, who's famous for her dog brand and like her, her life, two years ago, um, her dog was hit by a car and had to have like serious serious surgery like it was just an insane accident and the dog was traumatically injured like the doctors didn't think he stood a chance but this woman's family started a gofundme and since she has this massive following the money just started pouring in and they were able to like save this dog's life and in the post of from this year she says Um, so, actually, it was our car that hit the dog. (laughs) What? (laughs) And so, she's apologizing because she'd never told that little detail, which is that in an unfortunate and truly traumatic, you know, moment in their life, the dogs had been running alongside the car, as they (laughs) are known to do, I guess, Because they're all free spirits and they're driving through the desert. So the dogs will just run alongside the car. And unfortunately, the way she describes it is that her dog was running in front of the car, tripped. And before they could stop themselves, they ran over the dog. Like, you know, full blown, (laughs) ran over, full speed ahead. (laughs) Dog is, you know, near death. She's immediately traumatized. And to only say to her audience at the time, he was hit by a car. You know, she couldn't confess the shame.
0: So, who was this person who sent this message that knew that it was? That's
1: that's never explained. And it's a mystery that will haunt me forever. I'm like, how did they know? Like, how was it just a total random, like, crazy person who had just talked about something else and she just was driven to finally confess? Like, I would love to sit down and talk to her, but she hasn't really said I'm anything I'm just going to
0: start sending messages to random <laughs> yeah. people that's like, I know what I you know. did. If you don't do a notes app <laughs> apology, I'm going to spill the beans. Yeah.
1: I but, mean, okay. but in her apology, she says, and we felt so guilty when like twenty five thousand people, $25,000 came into this donation. And I was like, yeah, that's a lot. But like, okay, whatever. I looked it up. And this GoFundMe had ninety five thousand dollars. Like, oh my had gosh! Given okay, almost a hundred k for this dog that she had accidentally <laughs> uh, run away. Like,
0: herself. um, number one, I'm not an animal person, so the <laughs> fact that you would that anyone would spend that much money on like their dog is just sort of wild to me. It's like. <sighs> Are there not better uses for that money? <laughs> um, but also, like why was she letting the dog run in front of the car? Like it doesn't matter how fast you're going, that seems like a stupid decision.
1: <laughs> it was actually, I went on this like deep dive into everything because I was just so entranced. I was asking those same questions. And what's ironic is that literally two posts before this announcement that her dog had been hit, um, she had been posting a video to another like guru account that was like, oh, how we started letting our dogs run alongside us and like a cutesy video of these dogs running. And it's like it's like hindsight is twenty twenty, right? But you kind of feel like maybe they should have seen this as a possibility,
0: you know? Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, it is, it's, it, yeah, it's a it's a wildly unfortunate uh, freak accident.
0: I mean, yes, yeah, very sad for the dog. <laughs> and for, well, I mean, I guess not sad for the dogs. The dog lived. Yeah, but the
1: dog lived. The do, nice. I mean,
0: a little traumatic, but <laughs> do dogs have memory? Who knows? Um, But you should not, like, the way the dogs die often is being hit by a Ooh. car. Like, it, that's not like a, str- it's not like, you know, they we're letting the dog like loose in a desert and it got like eaten by a puma or something it's right. like oh well that doesn't happen very often so this is unique <laughs> it's like no dog get hit by a car all the time that's like a very common thing that happens to yeah. a dog yeah. that'd be like me going outside with like a a golf uh club in like the middle <laughs> of a lightning storm and then asking for money when i got struck <laughs> by lightning it's like well no doubt you got struck by lightning <laughs>
1: Yeah, no. I, don't know. I, I, you know, I vacillate between sort of feeling like this is insane, but also understanding, like you know, as a as a dog person and as a pet person, like just how you know why wouldn't it, if you had the if you had the audience that was willing to help you save your dog, like you know, maybe yeah, but you I should would. still
0: tell them that you were the one who had it because it yeah. was running beside your car, <laughs>
1: yeah. and what's honestly funny about the whole thing is that if she had come clean i don't think that would have stopped a lot of people from donating because oh no she has art. like it is an accident Wait, who and... is
0: this person can we have the name
1: <laughs> i feel so bad um it's
0: because we have such a big platform people will swarm her
1: <laughs> yeah let me see i i took screenshots of it um um, it is Brianna, Madia, Brianna, Madia. And it's uh. like the dog seems very sweet and you know, the dog's very happy and full of life now. And, and it's, it's just so weird. It was just such a wild story to read through a notes app and then to sort of unravel this mystery and to see all the little clues that had been there all along that people just didn't put together And also, yeah, just the fact that you have that much power that you can collect $90,000 over a few weeks period And, you know, give your dog, like, skin grafts and a new back leg, basically. Uh...
0: When you were going through and telling me the story and about how they were getting all this money, I legitimately thought where this was going was that the dog died and that they (laughs) kept the money and bought a new dog and (laughs) pretended that it was the same one.
1: No, that's what's also funny about the seriousness of her tone is just, like, it's not that... Serious, like, yes, it's wild that she hit her dog and never told anyone, and like she carried that, but yeah, in the end of it, it's like people still would have wanted her dog to live, and like her dog's happy right. now, so it's like not, it shouldn't be something she has nightmares about, but she's very traumatized by this the, the well, little fib. So, oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> a classic Edgar Allan Poe story, if I've ever it's heard truly,
0: it. <laughs> yes, the telltale dead dog. Yeah. Um. Some very sad news, you know, adding to the (laughs) misery of 2020. The Riverdale spinoff, Katie Keene, was canceled after just one season. Ah, so depressing. Which uh, is, you know, whatever news. But I sort of had like two main questions about this. Number one is, will Josie go back to the Riverdale now that now that Katie Keene is dead, a question. Do you have thoughts, <laughs> Shelby? Do you think she'll go back, or do you think uh, she won't?
1: You know what? Isn't, didn't someone talk about how Riverdale has been very bad towards its actors of color, and it wasn't she, like, the only... This is the Josie and the Pussycat singer, right? Yes, character? yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah. she doesn't want to go back.
0: I mean, yeah, but also she doesn't have a show anymore, so... <laughs> you know kind of like but my other question was like how many times are we going to try to make Lucy Hale happen before we just acknowledge that like Pretty Little Liars was one thing because she's been in Truth or Dare. She was in Fantasy Island. She had another show that was called Life Sentence, which was canceled after a season. Then this there, she was like the co-host of the Dick Clark (laughs) New Year's Eve spectacular this year, which was like, uh, not great. (laughs) It's like, do we, do we need her? I don't (laughs) think so.
1: I know. It's always so sad watching. Like there's obviously so many actors who never, who never make it, but still make it enough that they're, you know, successful TV, whatever actors, but it is hard watching someone like her who does pop up in so much. Like she had her shot at movies and she had her shot at whatever else. And it's like, well, yeah, something's not sticking quite. So. you know, it. It's almost
0: like, I almost think that maybe she's just not good as a lead character. Like maybe, mm. maybe she should mm-hmm. just be, A supporting person but Mm. i think if she does not like realize that and switch quick she's gonna be relegated to (laughs) uh hallmark christmas movies that (laughs) feels like the space that she could end up in like mid-30s as a hallmark christmas star
1: yeah i mean that's the question i sometimes ask myself is like when would i give up as an actor because (laughs) <laughs> what do you do? Do you go back to school and get some like basic job where you maybe make like sort of as much as you were, but you don't have the same perks or, you know, notoriety? Or do you just keep chugging at it? Cause then at least you still get to do these cool things like rub shoulders with B list celebrities and get to go to like the Emmys and get a gift bag, you know? Like, would you give that life up or would you cling to it?
0: I mean, she's had enough success that I feel like she's fine money-wise, you know, like she'll be mm-hmm. making money off of Pretty Little Liars for a long time. Like, I don't think, and and I mean, just the things that you can get paid to do if you're a celebrity, like club appearances and stuff, yeah. it's like you don't, even if you're B-list, C-list, you don't need to go to get, like, another job necessarily. Right. But I do think, like, what is the moment when you sort of realize, okay, I'm never going to be like any like I like the most famous that I was has passed. And now I have to sort of content myself for the next 70 years of my life being like not as famous as I was. That's sort of a depressing thought that I'm sure a lot of actors and actresses have.
1: Yeah. You know what she should do is write a book about that. Not a memoir, but I mean like a fictional tale of a. Of it. Never
0: Oh, been. try to be an author, yeah. Well, wow, that's a move, <laughs>
1: yeah. maybe. You know, I feel like that's a good audience for her because I think a lot of celebrities tend to do fairly well with a YA novel that they're, you know, the audience oh,
0: yeah. Like that guy from Glee did one, yeah. I think Neil Patrick Harris has a series, Kylie and Kendall
1: yeah. did one, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, did that do well?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Kylie's a billionaire almost. So. That's a bonus <laughs>
0: podcast. You should read that, Shelby. If you're reading a hundred books a year or whatever, know, why has that I not been to. one of them? <laughs> oh come on. I bet it's like two hundred words or pages, I'm sure, at the most.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I'm not I'm not sure that's a priority, but we'll see how desperate uh, quarantine
0: gets. I mean, I think it's a priority. Above that on the list. <laughs> Uh, okay, love it or hate it?
1: Yeah, what do you have?
0: So I have sort of a love it slash also a hate it. Ooh. So I have been watching the Alien movies, which I had mm. never seen before for some reason or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, another set of films probably akin to Independence Day in some ways. It's <laughs> um,
1: very generous of you. And I, I don't that.
0: know. Have you ever seen any of the Alien movies?
1: Uh, yeah, actually. Uh, Rob and I watched... The first two and then the first prequel this year. So we, we're not okay. that much ahead of you. but
0: Okay. So I watched the first three and I haven't watched the prequels yet. Mm-hmm. Um, the first two are both very good. I mm-hmm. loved the first one because it's basically just like a horror movie set in a spaceship where instead of a slasher, you have an alien where there's mm-hmm. like seven people on this ship and they're slowly being picked off by this alien that they don't really realize is there until the end.
1: In space, no one can hear you scream.
0: Truly. Truly. That's what they say. Yeah. And then in the sec, there's also a cat in there for you animal people. <laughs> um, and then the second one is more of like sort of a war y action movie kind of thing where they're like on a planet and there's a bunch of people with guns and then there's a bunch of aliens <laughs> and they're killing each other. <laughs> the third one, however, was truly terrible and i don't understand how they came up with the idea for this where (laughs) sigourney weaver's character ripley ends up on like this penal colony somewhere out in space where it's just her and like 25 dudes there's no other women they're all you know ex-cons of some variety they all have shaved heads because i guess on the this planet there's a lot of lice and it's like you cannot tell any of them apart from one another because it's just a whole bunch of white guys bald white guys like running around looking dingy and then there's one alien for some reason or another they have literally no weapons on this whole planet despite the fact that it's a prison and you think like well that doesn't really make sense at all um well, I mean and if yeah it was just well well yeah but the god like there's guards you know what i mean like not everybody on the planet is a prisoner i guess so i anyways it was just so bad and so long and i just was struggling to figure out who like watched the first two movies and then thought ah you know what we need for this franchise like no women like nothing interesting just a bunch of like convicts trapped on this planet it was bad.
1: Yeah, I made the very uh, purposeful choice to skip it. And I think there's like a rape, isn't there?
0: Um,
1: or is that a spoiler? I'm trying to... I honestly
0: don't remember. Uh, you know, uh, this was one of those movies where I sort of like watched <laughs> the first half and then was like on my phone through part it, yeah. of it. So I yes, if that happened. I ha- remember
1: there were, choi- there were things about it that I was like, yeah, I don't need that. And I that think the... that she's
0: definitely like assaulted by yeah. one of them at some point.
1: Yeah, I think that was the criticism I read, is that while Alien and Aliens were both sort of revolutionary for having this very female-driven perspective and story and hero, the third one takes this weird departure and kind of weakens Sigourney Weaver's character somehow.
0: Well, she is impregnated by the alien, so there's that. (laughs) I don't know.
1: Yeah, so I just skipped it, and I think most people agree with you that it's, A fire trash movie so I think everyone ranks aliens as the best and alien as the second best and then and then you have the mess of the prequels which are a whole other beast (laughs) I can't wait for you to watch
0: there's also a fourth one called like alien resurrection I think that is next up Mm -hmm. on the on the hit list so we'll see how that uh fares
1: yeah and then you have alien versus predator right it just goes full camp
0: yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm gonna, because then I have to watch all the predator. You know, like that's right. just this is a lot. This is a big undertaking. Isn't I don't even Katie know if I'll get to the prequels. You know, as far as crossovers
1: yeah. go, you can't handle yeah, it's too truly. much. Yeah.
0: No. Katie Keene was so simple, you know. <laughs> and honestly, I only watched one episode of that, and then was like, "Well, if this gets good, maybe I'll stick with it." Not yeah. anymore. It's cancelled. Uh okay what's <laughs> your love or hate it Well
1: strangely enough my love it is also about aliens uh as a genre not the franchise but um I was recommended this book on social media I guess so I don't know if that counts as a real recommendation but I had seen word of this book called The Sound of Stars which is a YA novel by uh Alicia Br- Dow and um who is a black author so bonus points there it was for part of blackout the bestseller list uh oh yeah 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 and Mm -hmm. so basically it's a ya novel that takes place in a world where aliens have invaded earth and they've sort of rallied all the humans together and are doing these sort of no one really knows what they're trying to accomplish but there's some sort of Grand experiment, state vibes. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, sort of like that. Except then it becomes your classic sort of YA love story between um one of these aliens who maybe actually is trying to um
0: stop. It's a human alien love story.
1: Yeah, and then the teenage girl. (laughs) But was it good? Yeah, it was surprisingly good. It's sort of like I don't know if you read a lot of like YA sort of apocalyptic fiction. <laughs>
0: uh, no, I'll have to ask my <laughs> sister. She's very yeah. into that.
1: It sort of was, it was like a more... um, it was Like John kind Green, of like, but an it alien. It was kind of like, twi- yeah, the sort of John Green vibes. It was like Twilight meets the fifth wave. So it was, and the fifth wave features a love story too between this sort of alien and this human. So it's not like an unheard of idea. But it also plays with like, There's a lot going on, but it was strangely engaging. And I thought it was nice because in my like, you know, in my attempt to sort of diversify my bookshelf and and try and think about like what books I am reading, I do gravitate towards a lot of YA. And I've been like the only YA books I've been able to like that I've seen sort of trumpeted by black authors tend to be things like The Hate You Give or All American Boys, which tend to deal with racism directly and usually are very sad and sort of you're watching the trauma of the black experience so this was nice because yes the lead is black and she does sort of mention you know her experience as a black person in earth pre-alien invasion but it was nice to just remember that oh yeah you know people you can read books by diverse authors who who aren't like selling a message, like you don't have to feel like your only Mm -hmm. chance to appreciate literature is through a traumatic experience that I imagine is traumatic to write about for people of color as well. And so it was a nice, it was a good book that was just like, Oh, there aren't only white dudes writing, you know, YA novels. So you can skip John Green and go directly to sound of stars. So (laughs) you're welcome.
0: What a, what about a book by a pair of Armenian dissented writers uh, called Rebels City of Indra, the story of Lex and Livia by the great Kylie <laughs> and Kendall Jenner? maybe add that to the list next yeah
1: you're right i mean it might be like a step down but i'll i'll add it to my um maybe pile in a world
0: (laughs) of the far future the great city of indra has two faces a beautiful paradise floating high in the sky (laughs) and a nightmare world of poverty carved beneath the surface of the earth wow that sounds powerful to me (laughs)
1: yeah i mean they had a ghostwriter so it's really like
0: it looks like they had two ghostwriters.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they really just slapped their names on the front for whatever reason.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm trying to like. Yeah, I don't think
1: they were well reviewed, and I don't think they got a second book. So,
0: you know what I was just thinking about? What if happened to uh, Lena Dunham's Story <laughs> a Day book that she that wrote? That was uh,
1: your job. To I dropped
0: read that. off the. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I lost that one yeah, real that quick was... after just one day. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if she finished it, or if she was like, "No one wants this. I'm She's done." Like, this isn't working. Maybe it's still going. I'm going to investigate. Um, okay, well, we'll be back on Thursday to discuss Hamilton, uh, which mm-hmm. you know the play came out a million Literally? years ago, yeah. but <laughs> yes, but the it was just released on Disney Plus, the movie version of it, and so we watched, and I'm sure there's lots to talk about there because there's you know years worth of things going on (laughs) but yeah we'll be back on thursday to talk about that and in the meantime you can follow us on social media leave us a review um read kylie and kendall's book and tell us if it's good or not uh we'll see you guys thursday bye